and welcome to Simply Why. I am your host, Connor Reed. Simply Why is a podcast brought to you by Indiana Wesleyan University, where we do a deep dive into the stories behind our outcomes. Our guests share the choices that changed their lives, the paths that led them to where they are, and of course, the why at the heart of it all. Our guest today is Dr. Penny Calloway. Dr. Calloway is an associate professor of nursing in IWU's graduate nursing program. She has over 25 years of nursing experience in fields such as long-term care, psychiatric care, intensive care, outpatient surgery, and nursing education. She also recently wrote a chapter in laboratory screening and diagnostic evaluation and is the content editor for the newest edition of NCLEX-RN for Dummies. Dr. Calloway, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Connor. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, let's just dig right in with the tricky questions. Ready. Question number one, summer or winter? That's like asking me to pick my favorite child. Fall, it's the transition. It's it's not quite summer. It's not quite winter. It's beautiful colors. It's uh, my birthday month. It's the time of no pressure of the holidays, but you know it's coming in anticipation and cookouts and fires outside. Have I convinced you? Yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two, beekeeping or farming? Both. <laughs> Are you picking up on a theme? I live on a hobby farm and I'm a beekeeper. I have my own honey. I mostly give it away. I've only sold about two jars in my life because I don't do it on a commercial basis. So I just have four hives and it's a labor of love. But I guess if I had to choose, I'm going to choose beekeeping. They're fascinating. Yeah. And question number three, playing or listening to music? Listening. I have a strong preference on that one. I do play a little bit, play a little bit of piano. I've played the violin as a, as a kid. I can't get as immersed because I'm focused so much on the technicalities of it. So listening is where I can really just let go of my thoughts and enjoy the experience. Yeah. First off, I just want to ask, why did you feel called to healthcare or what inspired you to go into healthcare? That's an interesting question because I don't recall a moment. I feel like I grew up with a knowing that was always there. I remember my grandma wanted to be a nurse and talked about how she wanted to be a nurse and didn't. So I'm sure that had some influence on me. Both my grandfathers were ministers. And I firmly believe that your work is your ministry, regardless of what your work is. I do sense nursing as a calling, and I do see it as a ministry and healthcare in general as a ministry. But I remember some of the very, very earliest books. There's this old, old, old series written for children, and it's called the Cherry Ames Nursing Series, I think. It was about this nurse named Cherry Ames, and every book was about a different type of nursing that she did. She was a jungle nurse, and then she was a camp nurse, and then she was a cruise nurse, and she was an airline nurse. And, you know, I don't even know that all of those types of nursing existed then, but inspired me, opened my eyes to the possibilities. Though not all those types of nurses existed maybe then, many of them and even more exist today. I don't recall a, a moment, but it was a knowing, and it is a calling, and it is a ministry. Yeah, definitely. And it's also not something that is just either easily obtained to get to, but also easily sustainable. I mean, it's a very draining practice. And so 
where did you kind of find your strength throughout your nursing career and like what kept you going through? Can't even imagine all of the things that you've seen, experienced, all of that. That has to be an intentional process. That's probably something I have become more intentional about and more aware of in the latter half of my career. The realization that you have to keep filled up. And what I've learned is, and I'm learning, I'm always learning, but what I've learned is that when you recognize the way that you're gifted, in Ephesians, it says that God equipped you for work before you were ever born. When you realize the way that he's uniquely created you and to be gifted to do what only you can do and you operate from within that gift and those gifts, there's a funny thing that happens. There's a, there's a switch. There's an anointing that happens. And somehow, despite the fact that you are exerting energy, you get so much joy from it that it fills you up. And though you may have days that you're physically tired, it's not emotionally or spiritually draining. And when those times come, perhaps it's a recognition that maybe something needs to be reevaluated in your life. Maybe you need to take a moment, a sabbatical. Maybe you need to take some time, which I do. Again, I said this is intentional for me. I do this regularly, intentionally, checking in with myself and spending time alone with God to make sure that, God, is this still where you want me? Am I operating in the fullness of my gifts? Is there anything you've called me to that I'm not doing, that I'm not hearing you? So I think those those intentional practices are key. Yeah. And I remember you saying that you feel like you've done just about like every, every job in nursing. And so how did you kind of get from, you know, working long-term care, psychiatric care, all the things that I listed before, how did you find your path to all of those different professions within nursing? So yes, yeah, so my colleagues that I work with now hear me say this a lot because they hear me talking to students and nurses in general have, if you talk to 10 different nurses, you'll hear 10 different circuitous paths to how they ended up where they are. And nursing is unique in that way, I, I do believe. But for me in particular, my parents valued education, but I'm a first-generation college student. My mother did not graduate from high school. She dropped out and got married at the age of 17. But she loves learning and she loves education. And she went back and got her GED the year that my youngest brother, her youngest child, graduated from high school. So essentially, they got their high school degree the same year. And I knew then that I would go to college. I was a good student. I knew I'd go to college. I just wasn't sure exactly how I would pay for it. I worked to get degrees that focused on specific scholarships that I knew I would be applying for. And I also knew that I would have to work. And I've always been the type of person that wants to understand what I'm doing from the ground up. So I started volunteering in the hospital at the age of 14, 15, something like that. And then when I graduated from high school, the summer before I started college, I took a certified nurse's assistance program that my a local long-term care facility was offering. And if you took that there and they paid for it, then you worked for them for a certain amount of time. So I worked nights there that first summer and then also through my first two years of nursing school. So I worked nights and then went to school during the day. And I could do that because I still lived at home. 
and I didn't work full-time during the school year. But then as soon as I graduated from my first two years of nursing school and I had my associate's degree and I had taken the first board exam to be an RN, I uh, began looking for an RN position. And nursing and healthcare is, is interesting because it ebbs and flows and either there's this dearth of nurses and that's what we're in now. We need nurses desperately. Or there's this overabundance and it, it just sort of fluctuates. And so we needed nurses all the way through my first two years of nursing school. But then as soon as I graduated, there was just this overabundance of nurses and the positions that were there six months ago were no longer there. So I applied and I needed a local position because I knew I was going to have to continue to work nights while I went to school to finish my bachelor's degree. And that's what was open was this local psychiatric hospital and they had a position. So that's how I, I never would have chosen this as my first nursing position, the, the psychiatric hospital. But looking back, God always knows what's best. And I could not, and I recommend it now to students. I say everyone should work their first year in a psychiatric hospital. It just prepares you so well for whatever else you go into. But I, after I finished my four-year degree and I had those two years of psychiatric nursing experience, worked, worked nights there while I finished those two-year degree and got my bachelor's for a total of four years, I began looking for something else. There's another funny story as to why I began looking for something else. It's because I met my husband while I was working in the psychiatric hospital. He had a criminology degree and he was an intern there. And so we couldn't be married because I would have been married to him. And also I would have been his boss, <laughs> which would have been quite wonderful <laughs> in some ways. It, it set the stage well for the next 30 years. But uh, so I looked at a, a local hospital. They had an opening in intensive care, and that's really what I wanted to do. So I moved on to intensive care at this one of the local hospitals. It was a mid-sized hospital. So people got to know one another. And when and when there was a need in another unit, you floated to that unit and, and helped out. And um, when there was an opening in case management and a risk management, I was approached and someone said, hey, you've been working nights in ICU, would you like a day job? We think you'd be great at this case management job. And we were fairly newlyweds. We were thinking about starting a family and I wanted a day, a daytime position because that would be more conducive to family life. And, and so just those, these openings opened up and things progressed in our family and the Lord opens doors. That's awesome. Nursing is an always changing practice just with the advancement of medicine, technology, all of that sort of stuff. And especially so just in the last couple of years with COVID and all of that, how do you see nursing changing and maybe the potential challenges for incoming nurses? I see healthcare in general, the people that I still have as patients. In general, I get the sense that people are tired of factory medicine, what I call it. They're tired of just being a number. And interestingly enough, the science supports this because we're learning more and more and more about genomics, about epigenetics, about personalized medicine, and people are ready. People want the best of both worlds. My perspective is, what I'm interpreting is that people want a return to the small town family healthcare provider, usually in those days, a physician, sometimes in the rural areas, it was a traveling nurse. 
they want to return to the small town feel of the healthcare provider that knows you, that knows your lifestyle, that knows your specific risk factors, they know your family, they know what you maybe are dealing with on a social and spiritual level. What's happening is currently in many cases, healthcare has gotten so big and people um, see it as business, not necessarily ministry. And I think that the general population is craving something different, especially with COVID. With COVID, there were all these advances in virtual connections, and those are wonderful, and we wouldn't be able to do what we do today without that, but we're craving connection face-to-face. I'll never forget some of the joyous meetings after we were isolated for COVID when I saw people sometimes for the first time after just only meeting on Zoom. You can't go back. It's hard to know. Like, Would we have such joy in meeting if we hadn't had to meet over Zoom for so long? But I don't think I'll ever take that for granted again. But that replicates what's going on in healthcare. Now that I've talked about it from the patient perspective, but from a nursing and a healthcare provider perspective, it ties right back into your previous question of how do you fill yourself up so that you can continue to pour yourself out? And COVID did that a lot for a lot of healthcare providers. It drained them. I just read a report, a survey had been completed and healthcare providers have not returned to the level of fulfillment perhaps is the best word, that they had pre-COVID. Healthcare providers are still suffering. They're still feeling drained. They're still getting burned out nearly as rapidly as they were during COVID. And I think perhaps the maybe the thought that it would have come back before now has added to that. The fact that it's drug on longer than we anticipated has added to the burden. For people that are entering healthcare it's that idea of putting the mask on at the air, in the airplane before you put it on other people. You have to take care of yourself. So for anyone who's listening in who is wanting to go into the nursing field, what words of encouragement or advice would you have for them? It's never too late. Many, many people go into nursing later in life. So if you're ever someone that has thought about going into healthcare, and I actually just had a conversation yesterday with a, of all things, a seminary students. And her advisor said, hey, reached out to me and said, hey, I have the students that's not sure that she's on the right path and she's in a ministry degree, but she's always wanted to do healthcare and she just wants to talk to somebody and talk about ideas. There are myriad of paths and ways that you can enter nursing and there is one for you. If you have thought about that, it's just a matter of finding it. There are transition to nursing programs all across the country. Indiana Wesleyan has one where if you have a bachelor's degree, but it's not in nursing, but you've always wanted to go in nursing, it just, they come along and you add in those nursing specific classes. There's a bachelor's degree that's online in health sciences. I know a number of universities have, and Indiana Wesleyan has that. It's completely online for someone that maybe they've never actually finished a bachelor's, even if they don't have credits, but they want to go back and, and do this online and it's a, it's a great foundational degree for someone that doesn't necessarily want to do nursing, but maybe they want to do something else, ultrasound technology or radiologic technology or something like that. 
it's a great foundational degree. But so that's what I would say is it's never too late. If you still have a pulse, God still has a plan for you. And if he's calling you to this, then he'll equip you for it. I think that's a wonderful way to wrap up this episode. Is there a place where people can find some of your writings or anything that you want to promote? Yeah, well, first of all, I would just say that my email is an open door. Penny.calloway at nwest.edu. It's Callaway with three A's, just like the golf clubs. I'm not a golfer, but <laughs> that's the way people remember it. And of course, the Indiana Wesleyan University School of Nursing website has all the faculty listed so I can be found there. One of my favorite things to do is just to talk to people and help them connect their gifts with the path that God has for them. So I would welcome a conversation. Great. Well, Dr. Callaway, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Simply Why is brought to you by Indiana Wesleyan University. IWU is a nationally renowned, Christ-centered academic community dedicated to providing leading, innovative education opportunities for students of all ages, backgrounds, and life stages. To learn more about IWU's online, on-site, and hybrid programs, visit indwes.edu. And make sure to follow us on social media as well. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.